I'm at the Baylands Nature Preserve right now. I've been walking for about 30 minutes. And to my left, I can see the Baylands Golf Course. And to my right, there's the San Francisco Creek. And the reason I've been walking for so long is because I really want to go look at these flood walls. I can see them up ahead. I am finally at these green flood walls. It's pretty unspectacular. They're green, they're ugly. They look like sound barriers that you see alongside a highway. And inside, there's a creek that's about 10 feet wide. And then on the sides of the creek, there's just flat mud with some vegetation growing on it. These flood walls were built in 2018 to protect East Palo Alto from big floods, like the record-breaking 1998 flood. The city of Palo Alto declared a state of emergency at 10.15 p.m. on Monday. Local officials are assessing the extent of flood damage after a night of torrential rain that sent water over the banks of the San Francisco Creek. Quote, this happens once every hundred years. They're watching houses tumbling down hillsides. Several families were rescued from swirling water, and one house on Bishop Lane was lifted from its foundations and floated against a tree. Those were clippings from a 1998 Palo Alto Weekly newspaper article. It, it was indeed a period of, there, were, there was a high tide, and that was a major storm. It was a storm that kind of hung around. David Freiberg is a professor of environmental and civil engineering at Stanford. He explained that during the 1998 flood, high tides were slowing down the flow of the creek, which was bad timing for a major storm that was sending a lot of water downstream. Instead of flowing out to the bay like it might have during a period of low tide, water overflowed the creek and flooded surrounding neighborhoods. With climate change and sea level rise, flooding could get even worse. Sea level rise would act like high tides, except it wouldn't be temporary. There are a lot of people living along the creek, some with their houses hanging over the ravine. There even used to be at least one house literally in the creek. Was flooding something you considered when you were buying your own house? No, I, that was kind of a big mistake on my part. I should have known this, but I'm considering my own flood control solution, which is to build a wall that's very short around our property. Stephen Monismith is another civil and environmental engineering professor. He wasn't here for the 1998 flood, but the home he lives in now was flooded. Why do you think people have built their houses like right up to the creek? Humans are, are well known to be very, very bad at risk assessment. I'm not sure I would have done anything differently. It's a nice place. I wouldn't mind having a creek in my backyard, uh, except when it's flooding. What we think of as modern development in the area around the creek began when the Stanfords built their home here in the latter half of the 19th century. Development increased when Searsville Dam was completed in the 1890s. The downstream communities um, essentially weren't there when the dam was constructed. But now Menlo Park, uh, Palo Alto, and East Palo Alto are built right up to the edge of the channel, um, all the way essentially from El Camino to the bay. The dam was built by a private water company in 1892, and Stanford acquired it in 1919. It's no longer effective as a water supply. So it's a non-potable water supply, in other words, the water is not treated, so it's not used for drinking water. 
So it was always intended for irrigation and, and other water needs on campus. Jeff Kozoff is a civil and environmental engineering professor. He says that today, the dam is more useful for providing flood control than providing water. Over the years, it has uh, filled with sediment. There's a lot of sediment that is generated in the upstream waters, which is carried down and trapped by the reservoir. So right now, the reservoir is down to about 10% of its original capacity. There have been a few major floods since the dam was built, one in the 50s, one in the 90s, and one in the early 2000s. But if that dam hadn't been built, it probably wouldn't be as safe to build homes with a creek flowing in the backyard. Of course, that state of safety is not necessarily permanent. Maybe people thought, well, gee, it actually, maybe it used to flood, but it's not going to flood anymore. Um, And they've learned that's not true. Because of heavy rain and the high tides, the Searsville Dam wasn't enough to prevent catastrophic flooding in 1998. Floods like that one force us to deal with the reality that even if we can change nature and change the climate, we have in no way mastered it. Climate models predict that heavy storms will become more and more frequent. The bay will rise by at least two feet, and so could floods. In the future, maybe a flood like the one in 1998 will be significant only for the damage it causes, not for its rarity. As a result of climate change, we could see flooding risks due to storms that are not in the 100-year or the 50-year interval. That could all change. I mean, look at this weather right now. It's the middle of May. I can tell you, on May 17th, 2008, when we moved into this building, it was 100 degrees outside. Now we've got, you know, we're in the middle of a three-storm, you know, atmospheric river. Is this the new normal? Right now, engineers seem mostly to be thinking of solutions like the ones I saw out at the Baylands flood walls. There's two ways of, of doing this roughly. One is to increase the channel cross-section, and that can be done by raising the walls, or somebody suggested making it deeper. Um, I think that would run into problem with messing with the stream bed. So you can put walls up. The other way is you do what are called setback levees. You basically build levees away from, from the, the creek. The San Francisco Creek is one of the few creeks on the peninsula that's not completely concreted in. But if the only solution to flooding is to build more walls, that could change. I asked Kozef if he thought a changing environment meant people would change the way we live and the way we develop land. I think we should. I think people need to understand the connections. That's up to us to be able to demonstrate the connections, to connect between their personal lives and the changing climate. If you build here, you know, in the climate going forward, the risk of being flooded could go up, say, 30%. These ugly green flood walls were finished in 2018, but they were a reaction to a flood that happened 20 years earlier. They were sort of mostly interested in trying to make documents and not necessarily try to get towards a solution. The climate is changing. I just don't know if the people living around the creek are going to change as fast. 